30 of Jazz Heads. I've had such a good time meeting the new musicians through this podcast, but this week I had the opportunity to catch up with some old friends from my days in Newcastle, people I haven't seen for at least 10 or 11 years, I think. And it was a genuine pleasure to spend an evening with Zoe Gilby and her quartet, Panonica, which featured Andy Champion on the bass, Paul Edis on the piano, and Richard Brown on the drums. The ensemble are inspired largely by the album Carmen Sings Monk, which is by revered singer Carmen McRae. And Zoe treated Wakefield Jazz Crowd there's some wonderful interpretations of music written by Thelonious Monk and Tom Harrell, as well as stories to go along with the repertoire. One of my favourite voices on the UK jazz scene at the moment, and as the Parliamentary Awards Jazz Vocalist of the Year 2019, I can highly recommend going to see Zoe or any of her ensembles at your local jazz club. Follow the links in the description for more information. Anyway, enough from me, here's the interview. Here with Zoe Gilby, uh, the Parliamentary Jazz Awards uh, Jazz Vocalist of 2019. Yes. Thanks for joining us, Zoe. Oh, it's great to see you again. It's great so to see we, you, we've Ben. We've known each other for years. I know. Yeah, yeah it's so great. It's, but it's been a long time. Oh, so thanks for coming down. Hey, you're welcome. And thanks for coming to Wakefield. Thanks for the first gig of the year. I know, looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. Have you done any others this year? No, this is the first one back. Yeah. <laughs> Have you got a tour plan? And... Kind of, well, we've got a rural tour coming up in right. March, which is four dates back to back, kind of in and around the sort of Cumbria area. Oh, nice. um, and we've got another little rural tour in June. And yeah. then I'm just trying to sort of marry up some of the dates in and around when we're, where we were in. What so you went to London last weekend, was that? Yeah, unfortunately, COVID cancellation for that. Yes, you know, that old one. <laughs> yeah. We're all getting a bit yeah. bored of COVID. I think we're all in this now. You can mind. just do one, can't you? <laughs> Cool. Well, thank you for coming again tonight. Um, it's great to see, obviously, Paul and Andy and everybody here with you too. Um, let's start talking about some of your things. You've got some really interesting projects. You've got your Panonica uh, project that you're here with, with your gigging with here tonight. Yes. Which is your Thelonious Monk inspired yes. performances. Um, but you've also done like your Aurora project, mm-hmm. um, Tom Harrell um, compositions. Yeah. Yeah. And you've got your Beatles Boss and Beyond. Do you yeah. often sort of? pick a theme for your projects and, and do you prefer working in that way rather than just picking a random selection of yeah of I like tunes? that it's certainly if kind of the gig can sometimes donate what happens you know so we were um, so for example when it came to the Beatles Boss Room Beyond that was with Alan Law pianist who's based up in the northeast, and we were just offered a duo gig at the Jazz Cafe and we'd done quite a few before and we would just kind of do some nice standards and have a bit of fun and do a couple of little contemporary things. And then we said, should we just make it like a thing? Should we try and focus on something? And we both have a love of the Beatles and of Bossa Nova. So it was like, can, can we? Mm-hmm. Can we marry the two together and make it into a thing? And it, and it worked. Um, and it was just a really nice show because then we could talk about each of the Beatles tracks, what albums they're from, the little story behind each one. And it was sort of, Alan was also joining in kind of on the chat as well, yes. but it was just beautiful music to perform, yeah. um, and we've been over to um, over at Zeffirelli's as well and performed it over there. I think it's just quite a nice kind of little project idea. Um, yeah. But as I, I say, the audience is quite like it. The as well. audience yeah. loves it. The interaction's great because it's tunes that they are quite familiar with, yeah. you know, and then they're getting a few like bits of information about it as well. Um, but it's a, it's a good mix. It works a lot with the bossa nova feel, and a lot of the Beatles tune work well as a bossa nova feel mm. as well. So yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and Panonica that we're performing tonight, this came about um, 
a few years ago now when we used to win the Splinter Jars at uh, the oh, Bridge yeah, Hotel. Yeah, and we used to, um, we sort of kind of stuck on an idea of getting musicians to play the music of. So we got trumpet player Noel Dennis to play the music of Miles Davis. Um, Andy did the music of Charles Mingus. Um, we got Graham Wilson, saxophonist, to do uh, music of John Coltrane. Um, Paul Edis did the music of Bill Evans. So it was kind of drawn on all this. I was like, I want to get in on that yeah. action. How can <laughs> I get involved? And it was a lot of jazz vocalists. Yeah, they've done projects and stuff. But a lot of the time, it is generally the Great American Songbook, which there's no problem with that. And I thought, well, maybe if I could try and find. And I love that Carmen McRae album, Carmen oh, Sings Monk. Yeah, and it just it dawned. Week. It's stunning, isn't yeah, it? it just Absolutely dawned stunning. on me. It was like I could just kind of do that album which is then a tribute to Carmen McRae who's one of my all time mm-hmm. favourite jazz vocalists but also Thelonious Monk because there's been so many other lyrical interpretations done of this composition sure. so we put the project together literally as I said earlier as the gig donates just for that night I and mean, it just seemed like quite a bit of work to put in just for one thing and we <laughs> yeah. loved it so much it was like let's just put this out as a project yeah. so just added another little page to the website and just another little thing Brilliant. it was like let's do it and, and it's just music another is just fascinating yeah. anyways and there's so much in it the more you play it the more the more you find to explore within it I know it's really like it's the chops working interpretation of something this was actually Andy's idea to do this project um, and who I've mentioned before Noel Dennis trumpet player friend of ours who was a big huge fan of Tom Harrell mm. and he kind of introduced Tom's music to us and we were like oh, this is incredible these compositions are wonderful and Andy really was like really interesting composer as well isn't yeah, he yeah fascinating and Andy said they're great to play but Andy pointed out he said the melodies are so melodic mm. basically they are like singable and he said why don't you put lyrics to Tom Harrell tunes and that could be another project. Do you write the lyrics? So I wrote the lyrics mm-hmm. to it all. So Great. started kind of sketching out some ideas with the lyrics and things. Got in touch with Tom and his wife, Angela, who's his manager, and asked for permission yeah. to do this yeah. and sent them over my ideas and they got back straight away and said, yep, that's absolutely fine, go for it. Send us over the finished article for the final yeah. OK. You do have to give the uh, compositions a different title just for copyright reasons. Um, okay. So his original compositions are have that have the original title yeah. and our ones have a, have a different title as I say yes like in brackets this is good it's actually this and with PRS I basically you know give Tom Harrell like a massive writing credit for it as well so he'll be in in the big books out of this one definitely <laughs> but it was just he'll be a, sipping his champagne yeah. by a swimming pool somewhere yeah this yeah. is it hey that English singer she'd uh, no. but, she's uh, really bringing the cash <laughs> in for it yeah. that's a, a big time now yeah um but it was that was a really interesting songwriting challenge because these bet, are the yeah. very like kind of a blank canvas in that it's an instrumental, so you can obviously just put your lyrics down. But I really, it was really important that I stayed within the sentiment of the tune, but still yeah. managed to put my stamp. Did you sort of base your lyrics around the titles of the songs, or yeah, did, that was did kind you sort of, of go just for a feel? Yeah, feel a bit of it? both because yeah. when I, I tried to do a bit of research on each one, just kind of. Was there anything that it was about? Has he talked about any of these tunes? And there wasn't really a lot of info on there. It was just kind of where it was recorded and who was on the recording. And that was it. The Typic- facts typical of it. jazz record. Typical jazz record, <laughs> like no background. Um, so all I had was literally the original title and what the tune sounded like to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of my starting point. So in a way, that was quite good because that gave it the blank canvas element, but just pointing me in a direction. And it was, as I say, just a really interesting 
songwriting experience to do everything else I've written before I'd composed the melody myself yeah. it was all completely mine and Andy's ideas so we can we could shift it around it was like no I've got it I've got it I've got to not play by the rules but I've got to yeah as I say keep within the sentiment of the tune yeah. and it came together pretty quickly and we recorded it just before lockdown like <laughs> got it recorded I know so we yeah. couldn't release it we didn't do an album launch until the following year mm. which was um, April 2021 which still ended up having to be a live stream <laughs> as right. we were kind of somehow still in the lockdown but yeah it's a, it, it's been receiving really good reviews people are really interested in it and again um, from a performance element there's a lot to kind of talk about as well which is kind of my idea okay. behind the behind the composition but also you know where Tom had sort of originated from as well slightly different things you were saying Andy's uh, decided that they weren't necessarily jazz related yeah. stuff and then you've put together your Living in Shadows project which I think you describe it on your Bandcamp site as sort of English alternative pop yeah. um, and sort of slash meets prog rock and all sorts of stuff and I've, I've had a good listen to it I mean there's so many influences in there you can obviously you can hear your jazz influence coming through from time to time but You've got, you've got some Kate Bush ideas and there's some Pink Floyd yeah. talking around and all sorts of things. How, how did that come about? So, yeah. so basically the, the songwriting formula with Andy and I kind of works where I will sort of come up with a melody idea usually um, and come up with some lyric ideas and just kind of take it to Andy and he would sit down and sort of harmonise it and work on it and we might jig it around a little bit. So that's what's always happened like with 12 Stories and the other albums. Um, and so I brought him like a couple of tunes and he said, you know, these are just not I don't know, I'm hearing something else than just your regular sort of jazz format. I'm hearing a lot of prog stuff, a lot of kind of folk sounds. And he just pretty much set up the studio in our house. We'd kind of converted our garage into a very small studio setup, and he's got Pro Tools and everything all set up in there, and he's kind of getting his teeth into it. He's like, let's just have a bit of fun with this if you're up for it, and we'll take it off into the direction of all the other influences that we love, yeah. which is the prog rock and the alt, uh, Kate Bush, that kind of sound. Um, and it just kind of went a bit no holds barred. It was yeah. just like, let's not worry about how this is going to sound live, how, we, how we're going to do it live. Don't let's put just restrictions on it have just fun. Yeah, so right. I didn't know like, all the backing vocals, all that sort of stuff. So we are yet to perform it live. Right. We'd love to. Um, I mean, it's had a really good reception actually mm. um, from, from actually the jazz scene, but also yeah. from kind of prog as well. And, you know, well, it's it sort of multi, multi um, genre, yeah. isn't it? So it's going to please a lot of. That's a lot it. of people I think there's something in there for everybody Absolutely. I think you said you've got another album we have in the, the pipeline yes we've Great. basically got a number of compositions kind of put together now pretty much recorded we've got a few other things to do yeah. the beauty of having just a home studio set up means you yeah. can just be in there you know is it lockdown is it, or not exactly <laughs> lockdown whatever it's in our own you know it's behind Perfect. our own front door and we can just work for it on hours and hours yeah. and then we can give it a break for a day or two go back to it you know, you're not sort of um, kept to the restrictions of a recording studio, which I do love being in. I love being in a recording studio. I don't find it a nerve-wracking experience at all. I, I quite it's enjoy good. it. But, the, yeah. you know, you're aware the clock is ticking. Yeah. You've paid so much money. You've got to get this yeah. done in the two days or whatever. And you're like, ah! Um, whilst that has gone out the window. But it does mean you can sort of spend a lot of time faffing around on something. You're like, we've, got, we've just got to make a decision with this. Stop trying things out. My but it does, show. Yeah, this is it. Like, well, what other toys can we put on here? And what other stuff... Um, do you think that was can you see yourself sort of doing more projects like Living in Shadow sort of moving more than a direction or do you, are you sort of happy sort of splitting your time between yeah. sort of more strictly jazz gigs and 
I think, yeah, we'll keep them kind of separate for now, um, but definitely the next sort of set of Living in Shadows tunes are kind of of that ilk. It's definitely got that prog. I think it's probably a bit more prog sounding. Yeah. Yeah. We've, got, we've gone even Do more it. prog. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of gone a little bit further down that down that line. So that yeah. will be the next release, and then we'll just take it from there, really. Amazing. I just like to sort of see how I feel as I go I'll try not to overthink it too much oh, it should the be the way, next yeah. album it should be that it's like you can't yeah. plan anything as we've learned in the last yeah. two years yeah, totally. bother planning let's move on to your um, tracks then Zoe if that's alright mm-hmm. so yeah. you've brought a few in you've brought three in for us today so your first one is a Nancy Wilson one yes. in the heat of the night yeah. why have you chosen that one so I would say that that particular record, which the album's called Welcome to My Love, um, that was one of my mum and dad's absolute favourite albums. And we used to listen to it a lot when I was a kid. Just totally took it for granted, just didn't realise you know, how fortunate I was having a dad. You know, he was a jazz musician, kind of so, so influenced by it. Um, and I just loved that album, but I particularly loved that track. Um, and I kind of learned it, learned how to sing it. This was like yeah. as a sort of young teenager. What was it that got um, you about it? I mean, it's, it's just the soulfulness music. of it yeah. and her voice. Um, it was kind of where I really started to feel like I kind of want to do jazz instead mm. of the pop stuff. I'd been doing a couple of like pop gigs and things to like backing tracks and stuff in my late teens. And it was like, yeah, this is okay. This is good. It's good fun being on stage. I'm enjoying this element of it, but I'm not getting my teeth into anything here. But that record just really kind of inspired me. And you know what? You can put your own sound on things, which, you know, when you're kind of doing pop covers, it's harder to do. Um, but with the jazz thing, it was like, yeah, you've got these amazing tunes, but you can put your own sound on it. Yeah. And I just fell in love with Nancy Wilson's voice. Um, and just the tune has come back round again for me since, I mean, the sad passing of Sidney Poitier from the mm, film, of course, of course yeah. In the Heat of the Night. So that was one of the things as I got older, I was like, well, I've got to watch this film In the Heat of the Night. And yeah. then just fell in love with Sidney Poitier like we all did. And <laughs> yeah. sadly, sadly yeah. no longer with us. But it just felt like an appropriate one for my for one of my early influences was particularly that album and it's I'm so influenced by it I actually uh, recorded it on my first album in the oh, heat right. in the heat of the night seems like a cold sweat creeping across my brow In the heat of the night I'm feeling motherless somehow Stars with evil eyes Stare from the skies All mean and bright Ain't a man Knows how to make the morning come So hard to keep control When I tell my soul For just a little light In the heat Trouble when I got trouble wall to wall. 
So she was introduced to me, she's an Australian vocalist who is actually quite big in Australia, so I'm going to say she's underrated. She's not underrated in, Austral- in Australia. Depends but which side of the world yeah. you're on. Yeah, um, and I, you know, I'm sure she's got a bit of a name for herself in other parts of the world. Um, but a, a wonderful jazz vocalist that my dad used to work with years ago called Ruby yeah. Carter moved over to, the, to Australia, uh, it must have been in the 1970s or 1980s maybe, mm. and she was from Glasgow, and she kind of built a career around there, um, and she basically stayed in touch with my mum and dad and myself and would call all the time, and if she came over to England, we'd meet back up with her and that kind of thing, and she was like, oh, you're into jazz, you've got to check out this singer. So she introduced me to Michelle Nicole and that particular album, After sure. the Rain, um, and a I just voice. absolutely stunning. Yeah. yeah, I love the simplicity of it. Yeah, um, I love the composition. I think it was possibly the first time I'd actually heard that particular standard. I right. don't think I'd heard it done before, but just fell in love with it. I mean, songs about seasons. It's like you can't lose, can you? Yeah. I mean, it's always going to be a winner, isn't it? <laughs> it but it was just like there's something really still quite not. I wouldn't say modern, but I think it's it's just massively stood the test of time as a as a standard. Yeah. Like a lot of them have, yeah. but that one's just not dated at all. trees comes autumn with a serenade melodies the sweetest music ever made autumn kisses we knew a wonderful souvenirs as I paused to recall the leaves seemed to like tears Silver stars were clinging to an autumn sky Love was ours until October wandered by As the years come and go I still feel the glow that time
And then your third one is by uh, Graham Wilson, who's a friend of ours. Uh, yeah. Is he still based in Newcastle? Is he's, he, is he he's further not, up, further he's, north? Yeah, he's moved back to Edinburgh, yeah. um, but he does still come down to Newcastle as and when COVID allows for him to come and do gigs and stuff. So he's still a big man on the improvising scene as well, mm. up in Glasgow and Edinburgh, and comes obviously down to Newcastle. But he, his, his um, quartet are... They're not straight ahead, but it's not free improvising, but it's... There's something unusual about it. Some sort of middle um, ground somewhere. You just feel like the compositions are, f- are fascinating to listen to. And they're, they're not hard work, but they're quite... They're, they're, um, what's the word? They're, they're not challenging. I'm trying to think of what the word is. They're just kind of like really complex, put yeah. that way. Yeah. But this tune, just when he played it, I think the first time I heard it was when he was doing a gig in Edinburgh and Andy plays bass with Graham Swart kind of tagged along. And it was the sycamore and it was just... I just could imagine this beautiful That's tree... Right, yeah going out of the side of this building and when he tells the story I think it's an old cinema um, right. and it's this tree that's grown next to the old cinema and it's it, it was just hypnotic you know when you're like mm. I am there I am by that tree and it was just such a beautiful piece of music um, and it does kind of stand out a bit from the rest of his stuff It's there's a simplicity to it but I bet you the musicians who play it go it's not simple at all <laughs> <laughs> you've got no idea woman what's going on on this tree but it's absolutely gorgeous it's, it's amazing what like a piece a, of music just captures the spirit of what it's trying to do so perfectly that you can't help but sort of fall in love with it. Thank you. 
Thanks, Zoe. For more info about Zoe's many projects, visit zoegilby.co.uk or you can find her on social media. Zoe's tracks were In the Heat of the Night by Nancy Wilson, Autumn Serenade performed by Michelle Nicole, and lastly, The Sycamore from the Graham Wilson Quartet. Make sure you search Wakefield Jazz on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our mailing list for gig listings and updates. And I'll be back soon with another Jazz Head. So until then, bye-bye.